All right, y'all. We have a special guest joining me today, Fatima Bay. She is a dual entrepreneur, a master at crafting wedding dresses, a life coach, teacher, many things, master of many things. Um, you can introduce yourself further if you if you want. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, yes, I'm Fatima Bay, the Mind Shifter. I'm a Mind Shift coach. Um, and I'm a dual entrepreneur. So when he says that I, I'm a master crafter, I make and design wedding gowns. Um, that's my first business. And my second business is being a mind shift coach. And there's a whole lot that goes with that. Um, I, I do individual coaching. I go to high schools and do workshops. Uh, I do group coaching and I have a podcast and public speaking. Yes. Fellow podcast. I've been listening to the podcast <laughs> myself. I can say I'm a fan. Um, and, you know, as far as the mind shifting part from the from the time that uh, we've been talking, like in the inbox, from the time that we started talking, you were already like challenging some some of my thoughts. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed I that early I on. Everybody around me. If you try to th if you're a therapist and you try to have therapy session with me, I'm a therapize you. <laughs> <laughs> And You're so right. I, it, it makes me, I, I was wondering, is that, so, so that's something that that's not just in the podcast content land. That's like every, like you always kind of do that kind of. I've been a mind shifter my entire life, honestly. It, and it's only in recent years, thanks uh, primarily through convincing from my sister to turn it into a career. Um, and as a mind shift coach, I might as well segue into what I specialize in. Uh, one of the things that I specialize in is helping people to find their purpose, their individual purpose, not the all in one. Let me say what's politically correct. We all, you know, your purpose is to whatever you feel like today. Now, you need, you're a teacher right now, and that's not what you need to be. You know, you're supposed to be a scientist finding the next cure for cancer. So what you doing? Like, that's <laughs> that's me, your individual purpose. Um, I'm not going to tell you to you, though. I will I will coach you into discovering it for yourself. But. Uh, helping people find their individual purpose. Um, and then once you find your purpose, we every single one of us should be making money, making some bank while fulfilling our purpose. People think that you're going to find money and that's going to make you happy. It doesn't. That's why there's so many rich folks in, in, in rehab centers. So many rich folks killing themselves and doing all this other stuff and doing all kinds of stuff because money doesn't make you happy. It buys you stuff and right. fake people, but it doesn't make you happy. What makes us happy is to is, is fulfilling what we were meant to fulfill. So once you fulfill your purpose, that's where your genuine happiness is. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to help people to find that. And, and again, once you do that, how can we turn that into a career or business? Because I'm big on entrepreneurship, but I understand not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur. So. Um, turning that into a business or career so that you're not just working a job. Right. And the most miserable people have jobs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all they have, though. They don't have yeah. a career. It's just a job. Um, and then uh, my third piece is helping people to find balance. That's probably a big focus. It's a big focal point for me. Um, the reason is, is balance. Everything in life that works has balance. People don't think about it that way. Everything in life that's not working, everything that's wrong in the world, it's because of an imbalance somewhere. Hmm. And I don't mean way up in the stars and ast astrology imbalance. That's a different subject. Talk about natural balance. And I'm not talking about the chemicals in your body either. Most of the imbalances are in our heads. And so I help people to find um, balance within their life. So most of us, a lot of us, we go way off the deep end in, in an area of life um, and we need balance so that that area of life can work. And it's, sometimes it's not because you're doing uh, something wrong. It's because what you're it's because of what you're lacking. You're doing one thing right, but you need about four things right <laughs> to get that thing, you know, that area balanced. And so you're doing one thing right. You're like, well, this ain't working. So let me just scrap that. You don't need to scrap it. You just need to back it up a little bit and add these other two or three pieces so that you can be balanced. So 
everybody's details are different when it comes to what balance they need, but I help people find balance. And my fourth area of focus is teenagers, which is what my podcast is about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what did you, what did you hear about my pod? What did you think when you were listening to the podcast? I'm just um, curious. Well, like I said, I listened to the full first episode, which was with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And it was about basically just keeping it real, like with students. And mm-hmm. um, when I heard it, what I, what I what I noticed was strong opinions. It was it was strong opinions on what it actually means to like keep it real, mm-hmm. as, like as as far as like with the students and. When I got into the, I kind of got into the second episode a little bit, and that was that seemed like more of um, somebody you'd work with, the young lady that you'd work mm-hmm. with. And like I said, I didn't finish it, but it seems like on there she was confident. <laughs> and I, because I, 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 you know, I didn't meet her the way you met her. Mm-hmm. And you were like, you know, you gave her like, you know, you showed her how to gain her confidence and things like that. But it just sounded like she was beyond her years. Because I think y'all said she was 17 or 18. And I'm like, this sounds like somebody my age up here talking. <laughs> that's what I that's what I told her. And she doesn't get it. So, <clears throat> I mean, she I think she's starting to see it now. I don't think she fully gets sees just how uh, advanced her mind actually is. I, you um, know, I think she will when she starts impacting other people. Exactly. That'll probably do it for her. Yes, and that's that's exactly where I'm pushing her next. Now you just took my put my secret out there. <laughs> she she doesn't know that that's that's the next that's really the next step I, I, for her to see more. So for those of you who are watching who haven't listened to my episode, you need to go listen so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, sure. it's episode two called Real Change, uh, and just a short synopsis. Um, it's a teenage girl that I've worked with. I've been coaching her. Um, and just a matter of six months ago, she had zero confidence. Um, she felt like she was worthless in short. Um, she's definitely not, but that's the way she felt about herself. Uh, and within a matter of months, I, I got her to a point where now she understands that she has gifts. She has value. She is precious. Um, I told her that when I met her, but now she actually believes it. And now she knows exactly what she wants to do with her career. She's going to be graduating this year. I got her looking up scholarships. So she ain't coming out with a million dollars in debt. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, you are not going out without this debt. So we looking up some scholarships. So, um, you know, she, she, but she's, she, she's confident in a way that I wish I had been when I was younger. You know, um, I grew up with very low self-esteem, very, very low self-esteem as well. So um, I love being able to help, especially young women, but, and sometimes I've done it for, for older women too, but especially for young women, love being able to help them to know who they really are and not the fake confidence that's often taught. Um, unfortunately, I would say a lot of fake confidence because it's on the surface, but the confidence isn't real because it's not believed within them. It doesn't matter. If I tell you, you are a handsome man, right? But if you think you're ugly, it doesn't matter how much I say it, you don't believe it. So to you, you're not, and you're going to behave as if you're ugly. And this is what a lot of young women are running around doing right now. And, and it's, it hurts my heart to see. And, you know, I, I want to be able to make a difference on a bigger scale, what I've done with her. I want to be able to do that for, for other young women on a bigger scale. And even if I don't meet them, if I could just do it over the air on a podcast, I'll do it, you know? So have you, have you done like, um, like public speaking or like, like, I guess like in front of a crowd of however many, like, you know, hundreds or whatever like that? Yeah. Yeah. I I do public speaking. Um, I do assemblies at high schools. I, I enjoy public speaking, but to be honest with you, my favorite place to public speak right now is high schools. Oh, I yeah. love talking to the to kids who are sitting there trying to be on their phones, chewing gum, looking over that way. Um, I, I get their attention. <laughs> Sometimes I say funny stuff or call call out their name or ask them their name in front of everybody and make them pay attention. <laughs> they don't realize that's what I'm doing. But um, it, it's hard to get their attention when they're sitting in the school setting and they're in their classroom all day, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I love talking to high school students and, uh, when they start asking questions back, 
then you're engaging. It's working. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's hard. That's really hard to do with high school students, especially nowadays because attention spans are so short, you know, because yeah. we're, we're, we're everybody has what I call TikTok brain. It's like, oh, no, yep, yep. Yeah. Microwave era. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. really, really quick. Uh, I'm done. You know, <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's hard to maintain their attention. And so um, I try to be as interactive as I can. But I really love talking to the high school students. And I don't just I don't just talk to them. I'm always interactive with them. I'm always asking them questions, what they think um, and, and getting their feedback. And I love that because I really like to hear, you know, where their minds are and, and be able to respond accordingly. And I think it's important because when I'm talking to a crowd, I'm always interactive with anybody, even with adults as well. I like to be interactive because I need to understand where your brain is. I can better respond to you if I understand what your brain cells are working, yeah, you know? Sure. And so if I, if I get responses from people that tells me where to go, because if you're over here, I don't want to be talking over there because I can't reach you there. That's not where you are. You're over here. So I believe in reaching people where they are, whether coaching, whether I'm speaking to you, what I used to tutor you and know this, but I used to tutor math, I used to teach and tutor math and English as a second language. Um, and with both of those, I would always, especially math, I would find out where my math student's brain was. Like, how does your brain function? How do you think? How do you break things apart? You know, how does your brain process information? Once I observed that and I understood how their brain processed information, I taught them math from where their brain was already working and then got them to understand the mathematical concepts. Then we'll bring in the formulas and all the names and all the details that they try to shove in your down your throat. Because people hate math. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love math, math, but I get it. People who love math love it absolutely. And I I'm, do, I'm, I do, I love it. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a trainer, fitness trainer, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of how I, cause that, that's kind of how I try to connect. You know, what I'm saying if I'm if I'm training someone during the session, then we'll talk. You know, I'm I'm very open to listen to people. People kind of pour their heart out to their trainers, like. You know, they in that in that moment and they working out between those sets, they'll tell me problems that they having or whatever. And I'll try to give some kind of advice or whatever. And I've trained like high school kids and I consider being a teacher at one point. But mm. the way my the way, I don't know if I care enough, unfortunately, like, you know, what I'm saying it's like the kids who I can't get to. I don't know if I if I got it in me to try to nurture that kid and get him to understand what I'm saying. I'm just going to focus on the ones who want to learn. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right way to do it with those with, with a group of kids. Like, yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> what you're well, yeah. th- that's OK, because we're not all built for the same thing. Yeah, you know? I'm, right. we're not all built for the same thing. I couldn't be a personal trainer because I would just be like throwing dumbbells around. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask on your on your podcast, you were talking about culture. And I think you were saying you pull different parts of culture, like into yourself, kind of. Oh, um, well, multiculturalism in a way. Um, I think you're referring to the fact that I love foreigners. I probably said that. Well, um, I think, yeah, well, you said I, that. I love learning from people who are not like me. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I really do. So one of the reasons I love foreigners, and I've said this in public speaking, I like foreigners better than Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but here's why. It's not because I don't like Americans. Y'all suck. It's nothing like that. It's I love foreigners because I have something to learn from them. I, you know, as far as culture goes, we're I, I'm, I'm American. I grew up in America. Okay, yeah, what? what next um <laughs> but when it comes to foreigners i don't care if you're from afghanistan guatemala china nigeria wherever you're from i didn't grow up where you did so i have something to learn from you right. that's just my personality i love i love people and i love learning about people so for that reason i love i love i love learning about other cultures um if there's a room full of foreigners or a room full of americans without a blink or uh, without a blink, I'm going in the room full of foreigners yeah. because I'll have more interesting conversations. 
you know, I, I, I'll, and it's not like I can't have interesting conversations with, you know, the room full of Americans because they're all human at the end of the day. And I like humans, but, but, um, but yeah, I love, I love learning from other people. And I really think that more of us, especially, and I'm talking especially about Americans, we are some of the most closed-minded people on earth and we don't even see it. Everybody else in the world sees it, but we don't. And I don't know that I would see it either if I hadn't worked with enough foreigners to understand it. And also working, you know, teaching English as a second language, I learned a lot more about uh, America than than being American, <laughs> you know, because I got to hear other people's perspectives. And I think it's so important if we want to have balanced minds, we have to be willing to be around or at least listen to people who are not just like us. Right. Because if you got your, your 12 people that you hang out all talk about the same thing all the time with the same thoughts and same, 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 that is, in, that's, that's just dead. That's <laughs> yeah. an area where there cannot be any growth. Exactly. And, and I'm a very growth minded person. I always have been. I'm very focused on growth. So if I can't grow, I can't stay there. And I can't be around people who are just like me, even though I can be around people who are amazing and, and awesome. But if they're all just like me, that's boring. I need to be around a variety of people because I have something to learn from, from people. And I don't just mean whether or not they're foreigners. I mean, someone who, I don't know, they're a janitor at a high school, but man, does he have some life wisdom that I can hear from him when he's talking? You know what I mean? Or this person who's over here and they're a multi-billionaire, I can learn how do they, how do they think? What thinking led them to be a multi-billionaire? I might want to hang out with them because I want to hear how they think. You know what I mean? There's just, there's yeah. something that we can all gather from somebody. And I think, especially when it comes to politics, we're so polarized in this country and very imbalanced. Um, that's something I talk about a lot. And I use it as a great example of imbalance because it's one of the most obvious ones that we can see, you know, as American citizens. Um, we, we, we go to the extremes and we're like, well, if you're not a Democrat, if you're a Republican, you're automatically <laughs> a racist asshole and blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and that's not true. There are people who are Republican who are amazing people, who are friends of mine, who are awesome. And then there's the other extreme where if you're a Democrat, well, you're just an airhead. You're just la la la. The world is, lives on a bubble. Woo hoo hoo. You know, that's the other uh, stereotype for um, that you have, you know, about the liberals or the Democrats. And the truth is that there's some truth to that in both parties. Absolutely. But yeah. is that that's is that all of them? I would say that's not even half the parties. Yeah, there, there's sides. extremes on but there's extremes on both sides. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Me, when I by the time I started voting, which I voted in like I think like three elections now. Like my first vote was uh after Obama, after his uh term. And so when I started voting. And I started like kind of researching and stuff. It made me kind of realize, like, okay, I don't think I have a party. <laughs> like, I don't. Mm -hmm. There's not a side that I'm picking all the time. Like, I don't support either one fully. Nope, neither, neither. Like, I'll tell you about myself. I used to be a Republican before little boy Trump got on the stage. Yeah. And that's what I refer to him as little boy Trump. <laughs> so when little boy Trump got on the stage, I it just brought out too much to light, and I was like. I can't associate with this party, but I also can't be over there with, with, with the dingbat party. So, <laughs> so I, I'm just an independent now and, I, and I'm in a state where I can't vote in primaries. That was actually the only reason I, w I went to Republican is because I wanted to vote in primaries because I'm in New York state and you have to pick one or the other. Oh. Um, and so I, an independent uh, party is not no longer recognized in New York state. It was, but it's not, but I don't care anymore. I just don't want to be associated with either one. And I know, again, I know wonderful uh, politicians and people in both parties who are awesome. They're not extremes. They're not nut jobs. But unfortunately, it's the nut jobs who have been the mouthpieces of both parties in the recent years. And yeah. so it's it's become difficult to, to associate with either one. So um, but I think that more and more Americans are like us. Honestly, from when it just in talking to people and what I see, I think yeah. more and more Americans are really tired of all the extraness of, it's, of it's so much exposed now. Like you yeah. they, everything is social media is like super heavy. Every time somebody says something, it's posted a thousand times. So it's like you can't get away from it. Like when Joe Biden said they cured cancer the other day, it's like 
he said it and it's there and he just and it's all over the place. Hundred million views on YouTube. We know if you if we're using our brains and watching, we know what he meant. Yeah, but, but when but you flip it up, everything <laughs> is taken to the extremes, and yeah. that's, that's part of a, a a malfunctioning society when you have mostly extremities and there's no balance. Yeah. I told you everything in life that works has balance, and everything that's not working, something's out of balance. And until we gain balance in our in our society. We're, we're just going to keep malfunctioning like we are. You think we but can gain balance as a society? We can, but only if we decide to do it with intention and we decide to do it together. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. No, None of us. Nope. And it's not the president's job either. The president's one person. We don't have a system set up for just one person to rule us. This isn't a kingdom. And that's what people don't get. They're like, oh, the president. The president is a very important position, but it is not the only position. And there's some things that actually they don't have as much power. Yeah. He or she is not going to have as much power. So it's like, yes, it matters. But there's so many other things that matter that we were not considering. We need to take it in, into perspective. And I will keep preaching that word that, you know, we need to be we need to stop being so polarized and start being balanced and actually be willing to listen to each other. And, you know, I don't have to agree with you, um, but I should at least give your give your perspective a chance, because even if I don't end up agreeing with you, maybe 10 percent of what you said. It's something for me to think about. It might be true. And it, and it could sway your thoughts so that you have balanced thinking instead of the wacko thinking that we see now. <laughs> I know some people probably got upset. I'm talking about the party. But hey, the truth is the truth. <laughs> when you said, um, you know, you have to consider other people's perspective and things like that. <clears throat> it made me think of me and my me and one of my friends. The debate was stupid. The debate doesn't matter. But what he was talking about was he said he doesn't take stances on things that uh, involve opinion. He's he he classified himself as a chaotic neutral. Have you ever <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of this before? It's it's a way of avoiding. Uh, it's a way of avoiding. Stuff. He 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 did not. He he wouldn't pick a side in a debate. He said nobody is wrong. It all depends on how you look at things. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but I'm a person who has to take a stance. <laughs> and oh, it's me like, too. If, it's, if it's opinionated, I'll think about it this way. And I'm not gonna fight the other side, but I am gonna stay on this side about whatever it is. And that's the thing, and that's okay. Yeah. It is okay that we don't agree on everything. Right. I mean, I have some, some, one of my, and I'll tell you, one of my favorite teachers since ancient times <laughs> that I'm aware of is my, Dr. Miles Monroe. He died in 2014. He is phenomenal. And he has, you know, indirectly mentored me in many ways. Um, just, he's very, very, very deep. He's a Christian preacher, but he talked about more than just church stuff. He was very, very deep. Um, but even with him, I didn't agree with every single thing he said. Yeah, And that's okay. I yeah. still agree with a good portion of what he said. And I still um, have a lot of respect for him. That doesn't mean we have to agree on everything. You know, it, it, it really is okay. And like you said, um, yes, we want to hear other people's perspective. It doesn't mean that you need to float over to their side. Just, right. you know, it, and it, it is That's okay. Right. Yeah. And I think more people need to understand that. Um, with my podcast, um, I'm going to have teenagers on who will tell their opinions about things. What's different about my podcast, though, is I don't bow down to political correctness. I don't know if you were able to listen to my prelude or not, but no politically correct bullshit on my show. Like, yeah. I literally say that. Um because, and this is another topic, <laughs> I don't know if you already had it on your questions or not, but I think we kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, I know what you're going to say, but go that, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, political correctness is has been choking. It's choking our generation of youth. That is one of the major motivations for me to start my podcast. Okay. Our teenagers right now are growing up in a world that we have left them 
that's just freaking messed up. Okay. We have left them a bowl of shit and now we want them to bake a cake with it. Mm. What the hell? Yeah. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. There's a lot of ways in which we've done that. But the the, part, the piece that I'm talking about right now is the, the way that political correctness has become a Hitler of our society. It is like a dictatorship. And I do liken it to Hitler in this way. I will kill you if you don't bow down to my agenda. I will kill you if you don't disagree. I might not physically kill you, but I'm going to kill you on social media. I'm going to kill your reputation. I'm going to kill your opportunity to be on TV. I'm going to kill, kill, kill. I'm going to murder you if you don't agree with my agenda. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are as a society. That's bad. That's really, really, really bad. And here's why it's so bad and why I'm so passionate about it. Because I see the damage that it's doing to our youth. You know, I, I love kids. I love teenagers. That's why I work with them so much. I love them. I have a passion for them. I see them all as my kids. And... And I don't mean my kids in terms of ownership. I mean my kids in terms of care and concern. You know, I see them all as my kids and I care about them. I care about their future because they're, they are running this place. They're going to be running this country, if not the world, in a few years. We need to get them ready for that. And we have it. So political correctness is choking them because when we, for the first time in this country, in the, for the first time in this country, in the way that it is right now, we have a generation growing up who does not know how to have productive conversations. I'm going to say it again. They do not. And this is generally, I'm not talking about every teen, of course, but I mean, as a culture, they do not know how to have productive conversations. And what I mean by that is they're being taught to focus on who they're offending instead of who they're helping. Those are two different things. Mm -hmm. Uh, The non-productive conversation is, well, let me have a conversation where we won't offend anybody. Here you go. (laughs) That was the whole conversation. Yeah. Right. You you can't not be honest and real and and not offend somebody. That's not going to happen. So, now, you, you can be sensitive. I'm not saying that we need to go to the other extreme either and right. just be rude and obnoxious and, just start, and sensitive. Just start being you know, racist and gay bashing and all this Yeah, stuff. we don't. That's yeah. just, there's, you, don't yeah. be obnoxious. It's, don't it's, be rude. And, you can and, have an opinion on yeah. something without. Well, I, I do think that ha- being aware of other people's sensitivities is a good thing. And being aware of other people's sensitivities is a smart thing. Because why offend a whole room if you don't have to? Now, sometimes I will go out of my way to say something offensive to make a point. Um, But then I usually will bring it back. Um, But it's it's all it's it's those extremities. But anyway, when it comes to the political correctness, it's choking them because now we have a generation that is being told not always directly, but through action, because most of what we hear is action, not words. You know, most people don't realize that, but it's true. Um, they're, you know, they're being told, you know, be careful what you say because you're going to get canceled kind of a thing. And you can't have a productive conversation without uncomfortableness, without, you just can't, you know, if there's a problem that we need to solve and the problem is that I'm rude to all the customers and that's why you're losing business. Well, that's a conversation we, you know, if I'm, I'm working in your store, I'm just making up an example. I'm working in your store and I'm a good worker, but I'm rude to your customers and it's making you lose business. Well, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's a problem that you have to address with me. There's no way to comfortably address that with me. It has, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that we have a, a generation of youth that are being trained, beat in their head, be politically correct, be politically correct, bow down to and worship my emotions. People don't think about it this way, but I, I put it that way because it's harsh and, and to the point. Bow down to my emotions or I will cancel you. That is not that. No, that's not. If there's an elephant in the room, let's talk about the damn elephant in the room before he tears up the damn house. (laughs) Instead of pretending like it's not there. We can't talk about the elephant in the room because Sasha's going to get sensitive because that's her emotional support elephant. No, let's get the elephant out the room. 
Let's talk about how we're going to do it. Let's get together, have a conversation. First, let's recognize the elephants in the room. And then let's figure out together how we're going to solve the problem of the elephant in the room. But more, our youth today are not being, they're not even being allowed to have that conversation. Because even when they go to school or, or <clears throat> any public forum, you know, it's like, oh, don't say this, don't say that, don't say this. And even when they go to school and they might have teachers that really listen to them or counselors or principal or whoever, whatever staff's in the school, and they really listen to the kids and they really care, they're not allowed to be real with them. Yeah. How can they solve problems? They're, they're watching and I, and I know because I go into schools and I see and I hear the frustration from, from school administrators, from staff of all kinds, not just teachers, who get very frustrated because they genuinely care about the kids. They really want to help them, but they're not allowed to. For many reasons, primarily bureaucratic bullshit. <laughs> and it's one of the reasons I don't work in the school. I go to schools. I work in schools. I work with schools. I yeah. refuse to work for a school. Because you got to do, you got to kind of go in a system. You got to do it. And, how and, the, and their systems are what's screwing up our kids and why so much of the world are more advanced than we are right now. You know, what I, what I try to do um, as far as like with my own kids, I try to do how my mom kind of did it, where if I got something to say that could be offensive, like just tell her and like she told and i tell my kids like tell me like you know even like and, they, and they're young so like it's small things like if we go somewhere and somebody cooked and they don't like the food you don't spit it out and say oh my god this is nasty like yeah I said, <laughs> just just tell me you know yeah so they'll come they'll come to me daddy i'm like huh they're like i don't like this <laughs> yeah, well, that you're right, and that, that's that's a good way to to teach them to do that. But um, yeah, for now, because then when they get older, they'll realize, okay, I can say what I want to say, but I know that this person might not like it. Yeah, and, and it's then, not necessarily to, like to to be like your food sucks. Okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe it suck, but it's not necessary to say that because then that's just for what rude. Now, yeah. if that person comes to you and says, "What do you think of my food?" Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Don't yeah. don't give them sugar coated. You know, don't sugarcoat shit and tell them it's chocolate. Tell them yeah. the truth because yeah. we get enough of that in our society. But right. anyway, um, as you can tell, I'm very passionate. <laughs> right. That's a good thing. Um, you should be as a as a mind shifter and podcaster. You know what I mean? I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, and it, it kind of leads me to the next thing I was going to ask you. And I was going to ask, which I probably know the answer now. Are you on the side of truth all the time? Like, I am. No matter what, like truth should be told. Even when it's uncomfortable. Okay. But here's the thing. When it comes to my coaching clients, I right off the bat, you can see I'm very transparent. I, I make it a point to be very transparent. When people are not transparent, it's easier to not trust them. Even if they're honest, but the appearance of you hiding something, just it automatically perturbs people. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I try to be as transparent as I can because I think it's important and I need people to trust me. Um, but when I meet with people, they already know they're not getting soft-spoken Sally. That That's not me. Actually, that's not true. It is me sometimes because sometimes it's necessary. So there are times where I'll hug you, you can cry on my shoulder and I'll give you very soft-spoken counsel and I'll be that you know loving mother, loving friend, whatever you need in that moment. That's a part of me too. But you're you're going to get told like it is. And if you can't handle that, then you can't handle me. We're not a match and you should move on. Like I'm I'm not one of those people that's I'm I'm very direct about it. <laughs> um, but I can, you know, but people usually come to me because I am a tell it like it is person. Yeah. They know that there's no one of those people in your life, at least you, th no bullshit with me. They know yeah. there's no bullshit. My 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 really close friend who I call my brother from another mother, even he says that he's like, that's why. I, he, he and I can talk to each other. We can tell each other what's real and give each other real opinions because we, we know that it's coming from a loving place. And if he corrects me, I listen because I know it's coming from a loving place. And we, one thing we appreciate about it, appreciate about each other is we just tell like it is, mm -hmm. you know, if what you did was stupid, I'm going to tell you it was stupid, but then I'm going to encourage you at the same time. And I might not use the word stupid. I might say it in a different way, but you know, I'm just, you know, overgeneralizing it right now. But if what you did was bad or not good, 
We may say that. It's like, you know what? You you shouldn't have said that. As a woman, I would have kicked you in the teeth. <laughs> I've said that to my male friends. So as a woman, if you said it to me, I would punch you in the head. But <laughs> but uh, you know, but then tell but then I'll give the but that's always followed by the encouraging words with me. It's you can't just give them negative without giving them positive. But yeah. um but I do think it's very important to um to be honest all the time because here's the thing, and I'll tell you why, and this is something that's a whole nother subject. I'm gonna make a whole video on it later, but it's very important uh, to be honest when it, especially when it hurts and when it's inconvenient. Um, and I say that because if you have someone who's always, Oh, I'm so nice and smiley to everybody. And you're all special in your own way. (laughs) Everything's pretty and everybody's good all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) when you, when you have somebody who's like that all the time, they never insult anyone. They never, ever, ever tell anyone the negative. The problem is when that same person has something important to say to you, you're not going to receive it because you're going to think it's more bullshit. And that's the thing is when people are fake nice, it actually does more harm than good. And some people do it because they've been taught to do it or they're, they're doing it with good intention. And I do think most of the time it does come from a, a good place. They're like, well, I don't want to be hurtful or harmful. So let me just tell them it was good. But I'll give you this example. You're going to go on American Idol or American Got Talent or whatever the next show is. And you're going to go on there and you're going to go sing. And you sound like a frog being murdered. give it to you. If I'm your friend, I am not going to let you go out there and embarrass yourself like yeah. that. Like, yeah. if they're my friend, they ain't going out like that because because I'm going to stop them. Yeah. <laughs> or get them, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that they don't have talent because maybe they need voice lessons. Maybe they need to, you know, learn how to time their breath. There's a lot of different. Or maybe ways. that, and maybe they don't have that talent. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> um, Maybe they don't have that talent. Nine times out of ten, though, it's just usually it's it's something like they need lessons, they need more de- development for talent that they already have, and maybe that's the case. But you need somebody to be honest with you, and instead of letting you go out and embarrass yourself, yeah. if I care about you, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. man. No. Well, I like that. You on there, yeah. And and now you viral because you sounding like like you said a frog being murdered. Like nah. But I, I also want to I also want to give a little side piece to that that I think is important to say. Um, one of the reasons why we aren't honest all the time. Um, Well, first, you don't need to be honest 100% of the time. And what I mean by that is if you just said everything that came in your head, you wouldn't have any friends. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, you have no friends. (laughs) It's not necessary to speak your mind or give your opinion on every single thing. It's not necessary uh, to say something all the time. But if there's an issue, it is 100% necessary to be honest. Mm-hmm. If someone's asking your opinion, it's 100% necessary to be honest. And if someone's coming to you for coaching, they're looking for your opinion, your input, your guidance. So you need to be 100% honest. Um, but the other part that I was going to say to that is um, one of the reasons people aren't honest isn't because they don't see what's wrong and they don't see or they don't know what they need to say. It's because it's uncomfortable to say it. It's un- I don't want to deal with your reaction to me telling you that your drawing wasn't good enough. So I'm going to tell you that it's good. And you go and submit that drawing to a contest and you lose and your hopes and dreams are dashed. I think that's not a good friend. Yeah. If I, if I know that it's not, is not your best and it could be better, I better tell you. So that you, because I want the best for you. I'll be, I'll tell you something else. I had a, I have a friend who is uh, a news anchor. I asked her opinions about my um, first episode about the podcast so far. She gave me her honest opinion and it wasn't all good, but I appreciate it Mm -hmm. because her opinion, because her feedback will make my future podcasts better. Yeah. And and I appreciate that. You know, but that's also why I asked her because I knew that I would get a real I would get a real response from her. And she even said to me, she's like, girl, I want to see you successful. So here it is. <laughs> you know, and we I, all need those kind of friends in our life, you know. I've opened up a lot of my podcasts saying how grateful I am for the feedback 
and things like that. Like I accept all feedback, even if it's considered negative or whatever, because mm -hmm. I just want to know what people think about it because that's why I'm putting it out. Like, right, right. And I mean, I've had friends comment on it, family, tell me what mm -hmm. they think. And it's not always, like you say, like it's not always good, you know, but I just want to hear the honesty about it. If like, we want to progress, we have to put ego aside. Yeah. And unfortunately, that does take a certain level of maturity to recognize that and implement it. And some people are still living under ego. And when you're living under ego, you have put a ceiling on your success. You can't get past that. So the second somebody says something you don't like, you, you well, I don't need to be your friend anyway. I don't care what you think anyway. You know, you start just, you know, acting silly about it. And you, we can't. Not, not just as podcasters, but leaders of any kind, um, whether you're an entrepreneur, a podcaster, a, a politician, whatever it is, we have to be able to take positive feedback. I mean, constructive criticism. It's important that we get it because you can't get better. You know, the person, like I said, going to American Idol, it sounded like a, a frog being murdered and you don't let them go out and embarrass themselves like that. You ain't no friend. Yeah, that is not right. That is not right. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of careful sometimes about what I call exposing my spirit to like strangers or whatever. But there are times there's been times where there could be a conversation going on and I'm in the environment and people will like ask me for my opinion on something that I really don't want to share on because I know my thoughts already are like. Yep, it's not going to be accepted. Like I know it's yeah. not, and I hope they don't ask me. And I and I'm having thoughts. My, I'm you know I could be doing something over here. I'm listening. I hear them talking, and I and I know my. I'm like, okay, and I'm saying it in my head though, and it it, it seems like it always somehow like, man, let's ask Keon, and then they come ask me, and then now I have to give my true thoughts on this thing, and it's just not at all on either side of what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. And it could be uncomfortable because you're like, yeah. I really don't. Please don't ask me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the honesty is still needed because even though it may be uncomfortable, to be honest, and you know, you might hurt some feelings. Obviously, that's not the goal. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. But if they're asking you your opinion, you got to give it. Got to give it. Because after a while, they might, even if they get upset at first, after a while, they'll come back and be like, you know what? I respect you being honest with me. You know, and I've had people do that to me. I'm less concerned about reaction mm -hmm. and more concerned about results. Most people get stuck on the surface of reaction and not in the longevity of results. So sometimes I will say things that might be offensive. They might seem harsh. I don't care. I care about results. I care about you getting what's best for you. And even if that means that you don't like me right now, you'll get over it because you'll get over it when you realize that I was, that I was right. Or that what I said was, was helpful if you implement it. And if you don't want to realize that you want to stay in your own ego, then that's your problem. And it'll continue to be your problem, but not just with me. You know what I mean? I recognize that. Something else I used to, I used to, um, you you wouldn't know this, but I used to work at Job Corps. Do you know anything about Job Corps? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I used to run a whole dorm of females at oh. Job Corps. Imagine a whole dorm of Two 75 daughters. to 100 no. teenage girls. No way. <laughs> You're strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. Um, and you know, many of them are still friends with me to this day. And it's been many, many years since I left. I, I love them, though. Uh, I really did love my students, but working with them is an example of what I mean. Oh my God. They're like, Miss Bay, they would get so pissed because I was a hard ass. <laughs> but at the same time, the first person they run to when they need a shoulder to cry on, when they need to talk about something serious, confess things that were pretty devastating. And, you know, many of them nowadays have come back to me in years since and they appreciate it. But at the time, they were pissed off at me because it's the same mentality. Their reaction was to be pissed off at me. 
but the results was that I was able to say and do things that changed their lives, that I was able to plant seeds that pissed them off at the time because it was uncomfortable. But those seeds that were planted are still producing crops today. That's what matters. Too many of us are so worried about people's reaction, but not at all, not at all looking at what could be the final results of that. What is the long-term results of that? Something that God showed me about myself. I'm a seed sower. That's what I'm built to do. I am meant to be a seed sower. I plant seeds. So as a mind shifter, I plant seeds in your brain. I plant seeds in your mind. And so my mentality is goes with that because I naturally think that way because I'm meant to. Uh, you know, a person, a person who has a farm and they're planting seeds has to know what crops they want before they plant their seeds. They can't just look at the seed planting itself and stay, stay that small minded and look at a month from now that they don't see the crops that they want. That's, that's, that's small. That's small. Um, you got to look at the bigger picture of, okay, what I want to plant corn. So this is the time of the year I need to do it. I need to put the seeds in this way. I need to water it, blah, blah, blah. All the details that come along with whatever you're, you're trying to plant. Um, and sometimes we don't think of it that way when we're dealing with other people. Um, I think it's important to be honest as a friend. I'm sorry, but if you can't be honest with me as my friend, we don't need to be friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you have, for the listeners out there, just want to get this little tidbit of advice. If you have friends that make you walk on eggshells, you need to stop walking on eggshells. You need to find some new friends. Nobody should ever have to work. I don't mean that you don't have uncomfortable moments. I don't mean that you don't have arguments or disagreements. That's a natural part of being a human being. But I mean, all the time, you just can't say anything at all around them. Then what the hell are you friends with them for? You you want to live your life walking on eggshells? I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you none of yeah. us should do that. None of us should do that. Yeah. Um, There was something else I wanted to. Oh, I was just going to say that, Um, like, for me, well, that's okay. With you, you know what I'm saying? Finding your purpose. There was a point not long ago where I was like, I found myself like, okay, what am I doing? Like, you know, I'm I'm working, you know, I was having kids and stuff. And, you know, even I mean, I got married, everything, and I was just like, okay, but what am what am I, what's my like purpose? Like, what am I trying to do here? Cause this is a life and you got one to live, and you gotta do whatever it is in this life. You gotta do it, whatever it is. And I found myself trying to like figure it out. And at a certain point, and I don't know if it's correct, but I decided that the purpose of my life was to live it like a gift. Mm. And just, you know, there are things that I want to do. And I, and I said to myself, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. Like, whatever it is i'm just going to do it and it's it's a it's whatever i'm supposed to do i'm doing it to go towards my end goal and i have goals in my life but whatever it is along the way i just got to do it so i can get there you know we can sit there and look at a map of florida but looking at a map ain't gonna help us get there yeah. <laughs> and right. so many people weren't looking at a map like I hope one day to get there and they just stand and <laughs> yeah, stand and it's still sitting there. You gotta, you gotta get in the car or something. You gotta but, get in the car, you gotta put a plan together, you know. Yeah. And 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 plans are gonna change as we as we travel around the road to, to yeah. our our goals. It's okay that plans change. It really is okay. Yeah. You just you know, if a boulder, big giant rock falls in the middle of the road, detour. It yeah. doesn't mean you're not going to get there. It just means you decide a different route to get there. And, and and that's really okay. That's really what life is about. And honestly, if we don't have those boulders, if we don't have the challenges, how the hell are you going to grow? Yeah. There are so many people out there who have substance, but they're hiding it because they don't think it'll be accepted. Mm. And I, and I see it all the time and I, I'll point it out to people. <laughs> yeah. I'll point it, you know, I will, Point it out to people within reason because it's not always welcomed, you know. But um, if I feel like it's okay to say so, I will. I say stuff to strangers that most people wouldn't dare say because I see things 
and I'll, I will kind of gauge whether or not it'll be accepted or utilized. You know what I mean? Um, Some people still have walls up and so you can't say anything to them. And it's true. Um, But sometimes I'll just like. I tell the truth when it's like with, you know, people I know, or like if I'm on my podcast talking or whatever, but as I'm walking around it, like strangers, people can, like people can do things that is so like not right right in front of me. I'm turned the other way. Like I don't, I don't talk to people out. I don't. He, know. Here's the thing about that. It's we want to be bold, we want to be blunt, we want to speak up, and we want to be honest, but we also have to use wisdom balance. In fact, wisdom is based on balance. Wisdom is knowing what to do and when and how to do it. I'm I'm shortening the definition of it. And wisdom means you know when to go ahead and speak up and when not. And it's not an automatic thing that you just, you know, light ball, you know, ball of light fell from the sky and you're magic now you're perfect it's learned it's learned a lot of the wisdom in life is learned and we have to learn what battles to fight so i may disagree with something you just said but i don't need to sit here and have an argument with you i don't need to sit here and spend my energy correcting you when i can already see you are not willing to be corrected you are not willing you are where you are because you want to be you're not going to hear anything else i ain't wasting my energy now, if you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you the truth, but I'm not going to interject because it's not necessary. Here's a here's a quote that I have, and I have hundreds of quotes. I'm going to be making products with them soon. But um, one of them is talking about lying and being dishonest. You might make a dollar. You might make a penny today, but you're going to lose dollars tomorrow. That's just another nugget. If people don't think about that, Bernie Madoff, we could think of. What Trump's going through right now, you could think of a lot of people that have sowed these bad seeds of deceit and wonder why they reap destruction. Hey, well, look, running up on my time, uh, Mm -hmm. my time to get up out of here. I really want to, I appreciate you coming on. I'm I'm definitely, I think I followed you on Spotify. I'm pretty sure I did. I subscribed to your YouTube. I'm listening. I'm tuned in. Yeah, most definitely. (laughs) <laughs> so appreciate you for uh coming on well thank you for having me most definitely